This is an LTD Entertainment presentation. Welcome to Brian C. Pusey's Safe Haven Podcast, where we hear a fresh word each and every week. Hello there. Welcome to Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. Praying that everyone's doing well on this blessed day, be it a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, depending on whichever day you tune in. But guess what? Whichever day you tune in, it is still a blessed day because the Lord woke you up on whichever morning it is for you, and I'm so grateful for you. I want to thank everyone who tuned in last week and the week before that. If you have not, messages are still out there, on, especially on the webpage at safehavenpodcast.org. You can just click on on the images. You can either watch the videos um, or listen to the audio. Either or, we're here for you. We're praying for everyone that's gone through a struggle this week. It doesn't matter what the struggle is, financial, emotional, relational, you name it. We're all going through something. But guess what? God has got our backs. I want to take this time out to just encourage you encourage you where you may feel a little discouraged. A lot of us are going through a lot of struggles that we either don't share with anybody or we're we're not acknowledging it and we're drowning it in our sorrows. And so therefore, what uh, the Lord has called for me to say to you today is call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. Even if you have to, to lash out a little bit, lash out with love, because quite frankly, he needs to know. He already knows what's on your heart, but he wants to hear you say it to him. And I know that's a little bit hard for a lot of us believers to hear that. You're like, oh, wait a minute, you know. But it also says in Scripture, be angry, yet do not sin. In other words, don't go to sleep on it. Before you go to sleep, let it out. Air out your emotions. And guess what? God will, God will listen. And you never know. God might actually do the right thing. I'll give you a brief example before we get deeper into the into the program. I've been going through a little something, something myself, you know, and I kept asking myself, why am I still single? Why this? Why can't I? Why can't I get past friendship with other other uh, potentials in my way? And then, you know, I talked to God about it. I said, first of all, God, I want to know why. You know what? In the solitude that I had this week uh, with my job. Very rare I get I get a lot of work time by myself and I had a lot of time and I thought about it as I was in the middle of doing executing a task, it hit me. And I knew why. I'm not gonna tell you why, but I'm gonna just say that God hit me and he told me why. And then I said, Okay, now that we know that, now that I know that, Lord, work on me, work through me. Let me get past this. And you wanna know what? First thing I did this this weekend, I did it the other day, and I went to a bookstore. I haven't gone to a bookstore. I mean, a real bookstore. I'm not talking about your bars and Nova. I'm talking about I went to a real bookstore. For me, I I like to peruse the the bookstore bookshelves of seminaries. Uh, that's just me, guys. That's just me. I, I get a kick out of it. Found some books that are interesting. I'm just starting to read it. One of them is interesting because biblical scholars heard of Q, uh, the ghostwriter for many... Uh, and go source for many scriptures like Luke and and Acts and and, and and so on and so on. Found the book of Q. Someone wrote a book, wrote a book around it, the backstory and everything, and supplied the book of Q in there. And I glanced at it and I said, oh, I'm in heaven. And you know what? 
I woke up this morning and I felt great because you know what? The Lord is filling me up. He says, okay, let me fill you up so I can, so you can do what you need to do for everyone out there. Because this is reaching, this podcast reaches many people that I have not yet met, may never see, but they will know my voice and they'll know my face, depending on which medium they use to uh, listen to this. And all I can say is I'm grateful. I'm grateful to do this. You know, I may not feel like I'm making any forward movement, but guess what? I am. And that is a blessing in itself. So therefore, I just wanted to take that time to encourage someone before we get deep into the word today, because this is a very, very important message um, called Let's Get to Work from James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. You'll understand why when we get into it, why it's deep, why it's powerful, why it's impactful. You'll see why once we get right into it. But in the meantime, stay tuned. Scripture time here at Safe Haven. I pray that you have your Bibles ready, your Bible apps ready for the technology advanced people. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to be coming from James chapter 1. That's in the New Testament. Going to be coming from James chapter 1. Going to be reading verses 22 right on down to the 25th verse. Once again, James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word, and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and, on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer time here at Safe Haven. want to just lift up everybody. I, I like saying that because it's broad. I want to make sure I cover all the bases. I want to pray for everyone that's going through a sick time, going through bereavement, going through job struggles, finding a job, struggling to maintain a job, or you just got, you know, you're about to be removed from a job and you're worried about not being able to find another one right away. Um, pray for relationship struggles. Everybody's going through something with someone or something or even with themselves. So right now, I just want to lift them up. I want to pray for every church door. I want to pray for every pastor. I want to pray for every minister who may not even be in a church right now, who's still doing what they do, or they've created an avenue like the one that you see out that I'm doing. And you know what? The Lord has blessed us all with a gift. And, you know, just like Jeremiah, if I shut up in our bones, we just can't keep it inside. We have to let it out. So therefore, I'm praying for all of you. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to pray right now a prayer of thanksgiving. We want to pray that we are grateful that you woke us up this morning when you didn't have to, Heavenly Father. We praying for those who did not wake up this morning. We pray that their purpose had been fulfilled to a degree that we cannot even imagine. But right now, we also pray for ourselves so we can fulfill our purpose, O Heavenly Father, 
And we pray that that you see us fit to be able to continue to, to, to do what you call us to do. So we are grateful for that. We're praying right now for those who are sick right now, has a sickness and illness that the doctors can't determine right now on the cause, oh, Heavenly Father, but you know the cause. Please heal the cause in any way that you see fit. For many of us, we think the healing is going to be physical. It could be a spiritual healing, oh, Heavenly Father. It could be a mental healing, an emotional healing, oh, Heavenly Father. Something that we need right now to get us to the next level, oh, Heavenly Father. We're praying right now for someone who's missing a loved one, oh, Heavenly Father. We may, we ourselves may not know what they are going through or what they're experiencing. For We don't know if they've known each other for years or even just for a fleeting moment, oh, Heavenly Father. But you know that that is a gaping hole for someone who opened up to another person and to have lost that person, oh, Heavenly Father, that source. So right now, we pray that you just encourage them where they feel discouraged, oh, Heavenly Father. We're praying for someone who's going through all forms of job struggles, oh, Heavenly Father, which may equate might equate to financial struggles, oh, Heavenly Father. We pray that right now you just fill them up, encourage them, oh, Heavenly Father, because times are rough, oh, Heavenly Father, but guess what, oh, Heavenly Father, you are the Father. You know exactly what's about to happen. You know when it's going to happen. All you have to do is just plant a seed within us so we'll know when what's to happen, when it will happen, oh, Heavenly Father. So we thank you right now for that opportunity. Right now, we want to pray for every church door that was opened in your name today, oh, Heavenly Father. We want to pray for every pastor that had to get into the pulpit to preach your heavenly word, oh, Heavenly Father. We're praying for their congregations. We're praying for the podcast preachers. We're pray, pay, play, praying we're praying, oh, Heavenly Father, for every podcast minister, oh, Heavenly Father, and every podcast that is dedicated to delivering your word, oh, Heavenly Father, to all the masses right now. We want to pray for Safe Haven podcast right now, Heavenly Father. We want to, we want to pray for me, oh, Heavenly Father. You just lift me up, gird me up where I need girding, oh, Heavenly Father. Let the words of your, my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found acceptable as I bring the word, oh, Heavenly Father, today. If the message was not printed down, oh, Heavenly Father, imprint it within me, oh, Heavenly Father, so I can let it all out just for you, oh, Heavenly Father. So right now we pray this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen and thank God. Today's message is, let's get to work from James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. Let us prepare here a message from the Lord. It's message time here at Safe Haven and pray once again that you have your Bibles ready. Still coming from James chapter 1. Going to be reading verses 22 through 25 in its entirety. Going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. Once again, James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. It reads as follows. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they look like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. For the next few minutes that we have together, I ask that you pray with me on the topic. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray right now that you just bless us, touch us, open us up, lead us, guide us, 
Be with us and be with me, oh Heavenly Father. Empty out my spirit right now and fill me up with the Holy Ghost, oh Heavenly Father. Fill me up so I will be able to say the words that you want the people to hear and what you want me to hear as well, Heavenly Father. So let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my most blessed Redeemer. In your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen and thank God. Let's get to work. You know, today's scripture is very interesting because when you think about it, James said a lot. James who not only is a servant of God and of Jesus, he was also one of James's uh, half-brothers. Or in my world, I would just say one of his actual brothers. Amen. James had a lot to say. And due to the nature, there are not too many chapters of James, but in this case, he would get right down to it. If you read the first chapter in its entirety, you understand that he'd be talking about trial and temptation, poverty and riches. Um, he'd be talking about faith and wisdom, something that, that I love. Because like he says in verse 5, if any of you is lacking in wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. In other words, if you want knowledge, you, you ask the Lord for knowledge. You want wisdom, you ask the Lord for wisdom. If you want something, ask the Lord. Now, the thing is, you're thinking that he's just going to give it to you like that. No, it takes, a little, it takes a little effort on your part as well as his. He's saying, I'll give it to you, but what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to have it and, and keep it all to yourself? Or are you going to get out there and do something with it? I have wisdom. I prayed for wisdom a long time ago. I prayed for it back when I was a little kid reading about Solomon. That's right. I was reading about Solomon. I said, Solomon was wise. I want to be wise just like Solomon. And I asked the Lord for that. And, you know, he made me wise in a sense. You know, maybe that's why I've never got into a lot of trouble. I'm not saying I never got into trouble. I just never got into a lot of trouble because I use some wisdom. I'm like, let me be wise. Sometimes my youth got in the way and, and caused me to go in a different direction. But you know what? When it comes to what the Lord, the Lord, um, you know, he will bless you with what you need when you need it and he gave me wisdom and using my wisdom i'm able to i was able to stay out of deep trouble i like i said deep deep trouble in other words but as i've gotten older and got into the age that i am now i don't do i i'm still i'm wiser than i was back then i try and stray away from the negative element as best as possible but hey this is life sometimes you're going to fall into it but you but for me it's like Stepping into a puddle that you didn't even know was deeper than it looked. You know, I'm not going to keep my foot in there. I'm going to take it out, obviously. And that's how that's how it is with wisdom. But anyway, it kind of just segues ways into these final verses of chapter 1. If you read verses 19 through 27, yeah, you'll get the understanding of what we were saying right here. Because what, what, what the text is for today is just a microcosm a microcosm of what the Lord is wanting us to do when he says, let's get to work. Because when you think about it, I like how he started off in verse 19. He said, you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Verse 20, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. 
Boy, if I had enough time, I would actually preach a word based on that two, those two verses alone. But you know what? We'll get to that in another time. But today, that's still saying something right there. Because how many of us who are out here, we have all these, these mediums to get out here, get our word out, our opinions, our facts, or whatever you want to call it, to get it out there. How many of you have been quick to listen and slow to speak? Because from what I've seen these days, everyone is slow to listen and quick to speak. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I touched I touch a nerve with somebody. I know that I see that everywhere I've gone. I've seen that in the work world. world. I've seen that in, in churches. I've seen that everywhere. That a lot of people are slow to listen and quick to speak instead of vice versa. Oh, yeah, they're also quick to anger. You know, I tell people all the time, yeah, I don't say a lot because I'm listening. You know, because I want to listen. I want to make sure what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing. Because I might be responding to something I shouldn't respond to. Now, I just had a, had a, I remember I was talking to somebody a whole year ago. We got into an argument over something that was pointless. It was pointless to them. And it, it meant a lot to me back then because probably because I was going through what I always say uh, during prayer time. I was going through a financial struggle. So therefore, I was kind of like, if this person is going to get back, why should I keep giving? And, and we got into an argument. We fell out over that. But you know what? The Lord told me to reach out to the person the other day. I reached out and I apologized. I said, I apologize for my actions. No excuse. I apologize. I'm sorry. No, actually, I didn't say I'm apologizing because to say I apologize is kind of like saying I'm going through the motions of saying it, but I'm not really feeling it. No, I was really sorry. I told him, if we don't talk again, that's that's okay. That's your choice. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry for for throwing away a friendship over pettiness or over what I thought was super important, which you didn't think was important, whatever. But guess what? The Lord blessed me. And they said thanks. They didn't say much more, and that's fine. They didn't really have to. They didn't even have to acknowledge me. But you know what? They reached. They uh, we reached out, talked. Well, that that was about as far as it went. And I wasn't gonna say it made me feel good, but it helped my soul be at relief. You understand that? Made your soul be at relief because I said, in order for me to get to work for the Lord, I'm gonna have to work on my relationships. I gotta work on me. And that's what I've been doing lately. I've been working on myself, been doing things. I mentioned earlier, I went to a bookstore, I have a, a certain bookstore that I've been meaning to get to uh, even before the pandemic. And then even after the pandemic, I kept saying, I'm going to do this. And I kept putting it off. But yesterday, I decided to go out and do it. And guess what? I'm going back next week. Amen. Because that's something. And this is something that me and my mother always did. And you know what? We both went, had a good time because that's what we used to do back in the day. We would go down, down to this uh, certain area of the city. I'm not going to say, tell you which part because I don't want you to find me. <laughs> you might find me. Um, and we would go there and we buy books. We buy books, read books. I got a couple books. I'm going to read them. Probably going to pray that it's applied to my ministry and my walk in life because they're ministerial books. So therefore, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build myself up, trying to build up my my scholarship, trying to build up my knowledge so it can accentuate my wisdom. Amen. Because I'm about ready, I'm ready to get to work, y'all. I'm ready to do things. I'm trying to trying to expand beyond, expand my horizons beyond what I normally expanded them to. I kind of like shortchanged myself because I felt like I wasn't doing the right thing. 
But guess what? The Lord is saying, you're doing the right thing. But I get it. You got to work on yourself. And you know what? Now that I'm starting to work on myself, I was down there. I was at the at the campus of a school that I've been dreaming about for years. And I am working. I'm this close to getting in, to going, to be able to afford to go in and to be able to do what the, what the Lord has called me to do. Amen. I'm ready. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build myself up so I can get to work. But... But don't worry about me. But what about you? What are you doing to get yourself to work? I know you're saying, Rev, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But, you know, I got life is in the way. Life is, life is, life is in the way. But guess what? This leads me to my first point of today's message. Stop letting the distractions deter you. I'm going to say that again for my note takers out here. Stop letting the distractions deter you. Think about it. You're you're kind of like uh, the people uh, in verses 23 and 24. You look at yourself in the mirror. But then you walk away, you forgot what you look like. It's like after you've done your hair a couple of times, put on the greatest makeup or whatever, or you uh, like a man, you shave just perfectly. You forgot to, how you shave. You forgot how you look. You forgot even whether you brush your teeth or not. And and then you then you forgot all of that. And then if you're like me, sometimes you just stroke the chair. Oh yeah, I shaved. But you know, funny. That's that's what it's like. You you let distractions deter you. Don't worry about the exterior sometimes. The exterior helps. But you gotta worry work on the interior. If you're not working on the interior, your exterior doesn't mean much. Exterior is just a nice cosmetic way of saying, hey, the shell looks great on the outside. But on the inside, we got a lot of work to do. It's like buying a car without all the amenities. It looks great on the outside. And matter of fact, when you saw it advertised on television, it shows you all the amenities that it could have. But instead of working uh, uh, toward being able to afford it, you bought the shell because you wanted to look good on the outside, but you weren't worried too much on the inside. Amen. You're talking to a guy that had seen many insides of a car. I've seen more than I've ever cared to share and care to even want to know. But now, thanks to the experience that the Lord blessed me to have, now I know what to look for in my next car. Man, it made me start looking at my car, and I said, man, I got some good things, but I could have done better. You know, and then it made me realize that because I'm like, okay, I bought a car that really does look good, but it could be better. And, you know, and... I felt embarrassed at first, but the Lord said, no, 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 no. Don't feel embarrassed because the car was good for you at the time you needed it because you needed a car. Amen. Don't don't hate on your selection at the time. Yes, you had two choices. You picked, picked one or the other. The other car may have fallen apart after someone else bought it, the one that you almost showed, versus this one. It's got to be some places. Yes, it has its ups and downs, but guess what? It's still kicking, still driving, still doing its thing. Amen. But, you know, it was kind of like, that's what it's kind of like. You can't, let the, you can't let the distractions deter you from what God is calling you to do. He didn't call me to do what you want to do. He called you to do what I wanted to do. Amen. All of a sudden, I started saying to myself, I got to get back into doing what I would desire. And one of the things I desire is voiceovers. At first, I thought I wanted to be an actor, but, you know, the older I get, the ch the chances of me getting any part that I would really sink my teeth into, 
wouldn't work. So, but I do know one thing. I have a voice, I have a voice that will take me farther than anything else that my body can take me to. But I have the passion. And that's another thing that you got to have in whatever you do. If you don't have a passion for what you do, it's going to show. If you have a passion for preaching, it should show every time you get up to preach. doesn't matter if you're preaching on a podcast or preaching in a pulpit with a church full of 10 people or 10,000. It doesn't matter what the size, the, qu the quantity of people. It's about the quality of the message that is coming from the messenger. Amen. Yes, you study to show yourself approved, but you do more than study to show yourself approved. You need to prepare yourself to be able to do that. Matter of fact, that's the, I already segued into the second point. I would say the second point in a nice way. It is start preparing yourself for service. I'll say that one more time for my note takers. Start preparing yourself for service. Because when you think about it, when you think about it, when you prepare yourself for this journey, it's amazing. It doesn't matter if it's preaching, teaching, Whatever, whatever it is that you desire the most. I can't speak for you on that. But if you don't have a passion for it, it's not going to, it's not going to work out. You could say you want to be a cop, but if you don't have a passion for justice in, in that law enforcement, in that aspect, it is just a paycheck and a PTSD bill, uh, a life sentence that you cannot change from. You cannot cure yourself from. It's gotta, you got to have a passion for what you do. You have to have the passion and the energy to match it. It's kind of hard when you're not prepared for the service. People look at me and they say, Rev, you, you're a preacher, but you say you ain't never been to seminary. How is it that you'll be able to do preach the, the sermons that you preach and you can teach the way that you teach? I say it's like this. It's almost a twofold thing. One, I have a passion for it. Two, God is behind me all the way. Amen? Everything else will come in time. I'm not worried about that. I could be a 60-year-old man coming out of seminary and saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, I did it at last. But until then, I'm not worried about that. I used to worry about it, and that would, would pretty much put a hold on most of my ministry until late, until recently, the pandemic helped me. It helped me. It woke me up. I had this podcast going for about a good year, maybe two. I came on every once in a while, dropped a little whatever, a nugget, and then I left. But then God used the pandemic. He took me out of the church for a little bit. I'm not saying I'm not in church now, but I'm saying it took me out because a lot of us had to stay at home. And I was like, there's a fire shutting up in my bones. I want to speak. I want to preach. I want to preach because at that point I hadn't preached in about two years or maybe a year. I don't remember. See, that's how, that's how it works. And then I realized that, you know, the Lord has called me to preach. What am I doing? And I have an avenue. Here it is. Yes, believe it or not, this year has been mind, this past year has been mind-blowing. We finally started doing video podcasts. I'm happy for that because you know what? You get to see the, the man behind the voice. Amen. And you know what? I can't wait to show you the other ministers. Yes, I'm going to bring on more ministers in the near future. And guess what? 
We're going to talk about getting y'all, getting them videos, getting having them do video podcasting. I don't mind if the lighting is poor, uh, the sound is dingy. Guess what? We'll make it work, amen, because you know what? You need to be seen as well. You need to get the word out because most likely this is another avenue. A lot of people are not going to be able to walk into the church house like you want, you expect them to. Not everybody has Sundays off. Not everybody has a time even if they do have a part of Sunday off, to get themselves all dressed up, tidied up, look real good, and then get on the cologne and all that stuff and be able to walk into a church. Some of them feel a little shame to walk into a church because most of the people in the church are judging the people that are trying to come to church to get the word of the Lord, the same word that they're trying to get them as well. Amen. Woo! I know. But you see, when we get to work, it, that won't matter. Amen. That won't matter at all. Because quite frankly, when you get on get on your feet and do some work, it's it's worthy. Now, a lot of people these days don't want to work. I've known some people who want to walk around acting like they're important, but they really is about as important as mud on a shoe. Not that important unless you want to keep it on your shoe and it's turned into a decorative item. But guess what? We got to work. We got to work hard for this. I work hard to do this every Sunday. Every Sunday I work hard. I take time out of my life because you know what? This is my sacrifice for the Lord. The Lord did a whole lot more for me in my 40 plus years. And he did it when he went on the cross. He did it for me. He did it for you. And when he did that for me, I can give up a little time. This is my tithe. I tithe my time because I want to deliver the message to you, the listener, the follower. I don't, like I say, some of you I know, and I'm grateful that I know you. Some of you I've never met. I am even more grateful for you because you tune in. The numbers may not register, but guess what? Your heart, it registers. My heart, it registers because I realize that this is important. This is a platform. This is bigger than Brian. This is bigger than whoever you are. This is the Lord's work. Amen? So, in addition to stop letting the distractions deter you, in addition to you starting your preparation for service, this is the third point. This is the best point in the world. Let yourself grow in the Lord. I'll say it again for my note takers. Let yourself grow in the Lord. This past week, it's been an eye-opener for me. One thing that got me through this week was what I wanted to do yesterday, on a Saturday. I said, I want to go to a bookstore, this bookstore for seminarians. I said, I want to, if I can, if I can afford it, I want to buy the books that they study from. I want to read what they read. I want to know what they know. If I if I can't learn that way, if I can't learn the traditional way of going in there, getting the education the right way, I'm going to become the Rhodes Scholar that the Lord has called me to be. Amen. And you know what? He allowed me to do that. I got through the week because of that. I had a rough week, y'all. I could barely stay up at work. I could barely do the work. But you know what? I did the work, got through the work, and I came through on the other side. And I said, I'm getting up. I got up. And I went and did what I said I was going to do. And I am grateful for it. But the Lord told me one thing. 
You have to get to work, Brian. And you know what? I did. I was tempted to call off on any day this past week. I say, I need to get that rest, Lord. He said, no, you get the rest. You get the rest after you preach on Sunday. You have a message that I want you to deliver. I want you to tell everybody it's time to get to work. It's time to stop just hearing things and not doing anything about it. If you if you're just going to be the person that's just going to hear a rumor and then believe the rumor and then do nothing about it except spread more rumors, then you're not the right person to be around. He said, it's time for you to preach to people to let them know it is time to get to work. It's time to roll up your sleeves. It is time to get down and dirty so we can bring out some real people, some real leaders I posted something this morning on my social media page. I said, if you're a leader, lead. And if you're a follower, follow. Stop trying to recreate the formula because you're confusing, your, you're confusing others and you're confusing yourself in the process. Amen. What, bottom line, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. It means this. If you're a follower, stop trying to lead when you, you, you're... You're getting out of your comfort zone. You don't know how to lead. And here's the problem. You don't want to learn. You just want to have the title. You just want to have the title of leader. But you can't lead me to get a drink of water from the fountain. Amen. Now, if you're a leader and all you do is follow, makes me kind of wonder what kind of leader are you? What are you leading me to? A following crusade? I mean, technically, why aren't you taking charge? Amen. It made me think about myself. I looked back and I started thinking. First, I was reading uh, former President Barack Obama's book, uh, the most recent book that he had come out. I started reading it and I was reading him. He put in a blurb about his, about his youth, his teenage years. And it turned out that in his teenage years, he was far Far, far, far away from being the, the man that we've seen be the president of the United States and, and doing all the great things he's done for the communities. He was so far away from that, it was unreal. It made me look at my own life. It made me look at my own life. And I said, Brian, you've done a lot of great things. Every morning you sort of wake up and say, I'm grateful for some things, but the other things I'm not so grateful for. I regret that I didn't do this. Regret that I didn't do that. Regret, 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 regret. And then you know what? Today, I realize that yes, I'm upset. I'm upset that I didn't go to get that cup of coffee with that young lady I was in college with on the day that our class got un uh, unexpectedly canceled and we spent the whole day down at the at the school cafe downtown talking. I walk her to class. She asked me out for a cup of coffee. And my shy, stupid self said, I don't want to go to a, have a cup of coffee because I was, at, I was down there late at night and I didn't want to catch a late train coming home. What was I thinking? I was thinking, oh, I'm going to see her again next week. And guess what? The class was canceled for good. And I have never seen her again. I only know her first name. I would say her name, but then again, someone might know her and say, hey, you remember her. I remember her. I don't want to hear that right now. One thing I'm trying to say is this. I regret it, but the Lord said, you know what? If it's meant to be, remember what you said, Brian, a long time ago uh, when someone rejected you. If it's meant to be, it will be. Case closed. And that should be the same for all of us. But let's get to work. 
I am done trying to sit on the sidelines, acting like I don't know anything, and I know probably half, if not more, than most of the people who claim to be leaders. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm better than all the leaders. I ain't the best of anybody. I still follow, okay? I know when to put on my following cap, and I know when to put on my leader hat, amen? When I'm sitting under a pastor who's had way more experience, I'm following. If I'm in the room and there's other junior ministers beneath, uh, below me, not beneath me, below me in stature, I'm the leader. And I'll listen to them because they might be able to lead me too. I will still put on my follower cap, but I'm also a leader. A great leader is a wonderful follower. But a follower can't be a leader if they don't want to learn how to lead. Amen? Amen. I'm going to just leave you with this and then... We can dismiss this part of the, the, the sermon for the day. I come off sometimes like, as a preacher, I come off as a fire and brimstone preacher. I admit it, I do. But this is how the Lord has called me to preach. I remember back in the day, and I'm, this is my lament. Back when I started, some preachers, some, some ministers... Try to tell me that this wasn't the way to go. That I needed to be proper. I needed to preach with a dialect and a diction that is above normal standards. I took that and that advice and I can admit that it extinguished about 60% of who I was. The 40%, you only saw it in, you saw some of it, you saw some of that 60 in glimpses. When I had my own spiritual waking, I say it now about 12 years ago, I realized that while that advice was good, it wasn't great advice. What they should have done was encourage me to continue to be who the Lord had called me to be. I can't be who the Lord called them to be. No more than I can enforce my call onto another minister. Only thing I can do is give a little advice here and there and continue to encourage them. I've heard some great ones in, in the for the future generation, but this is different. This is a different time. I can't preach like it's 1970. I can't preach like it's 1950. I did not exist in any of those years. I can't, I could be able to preach with all the diction and the class that many of those preachers want me to be because I've sat and watched many of those preachers preach. Albeit, I learned a few things, but it wasn't me. It wasn't supposed to be me. I'm like, I'm preaching the way the Lord wants me to preach because he wants me, he wants your attention. And if I preach to you like this, I can tell you whose attention you'll have. You'll have Mr. Sandman giving you a dream. So, for me, I'm getting to work. I'm getting to work on me way more than I ever have in all the years that I've lived life. And I'm praying and prayerful for you to do the same. Get to work on you. Before we can build up others, we have to build ourselves up. Bottom line. Build yourself up. I build me up. 
And then once we are built up, and trust me, the Lord will let us know when, we'll get to work together. The word of God, for the people of God, thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the message and the messenger. We pray that this word is a completely blessed word that we can apply to our walk in this life. So right now, we say thank you once again for this message. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Welcome back, guys, to Safe Favor. I want to thank you once again for tuning in on this beautiful day, evening. Whenever you tune in, I am grateful for you. Once again, you can catch this podcast in its entirety if you only listen to a snippet of it at www.safehavenpodcast.org. And where you can watch every podcast from its humble beginnings to current or backwards, vice versa, however you prefer. For those who are interested in having me speak at one of your churches or on your podcast or even call, uh, coming in for a radio station interview, you can you can go straight to the website at www.safehavenpodcast.org um, and you can go to the ministry contact section and you can just request. If you want to register yourself as a guest as well, a guest speaker, you can do so as well on the page. If you want a prayer concern, you can also reach out to me that way. In the meantime, guys, I pray that you have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that you come back next week, have another powerful word and powerful message just for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for, for this entire program. We pray that you dismiss us from this place or wherever we are, but never from your presence. We pray that you apply this message to our daily walk. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Have a safe and blessed week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a safe and blessed week. This was an LTD Entertainment presentation.